The SFU Faculty of Environment respectfully acknowledges that its three campuses are situated on the traditional unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, Katsi, Coquitlam, Kakite, Kwantlen, Semiamu, and Suwassen peoples. We are grateful to be living, working, and learning on these lands. Welcome to the Green Collar Podcast, a career podcast series with SFU's Faculty of Environment. My name is Marina Miller. I'm an SFU geography student currently working in the Dean's Office. Each of these conversations is a peek into the career journey of an alumni. We sometimes think it will be a straight line, but that's rarely the case. Each step could take us down a different path, and that is part of the fun. Today, I'm joined by Chantelle Foster. Chantelle worked on a co-op for eight months in 2019 with the federal section of the RCMP Forensic Identification Unit, almost completing her bachelor's degree of archaeology from SFU. She's working again with the RCMP on a contract basis. I'm happy to have you with us today. Chantelle, welcome. Thank you. So first off, I just want to ask what drew you to archaeology when you were preparing for university? So I actually didn't start in the archaeology department. Um, I had no idea it existed at SFU. I started off as a crim um, slash anthro joint major. And then in about my second year, um, I was taking a crim course and my TA, I was talking to her and uh, about my interest in forensics um, and the human skeleton. Um, and she was like, I think you belong in the archaeology department. And so she said, take some courses, try it out. And I did. And I ended up switching to an arc major. And I've loved it ever since. So you did some co-op. How many co-op terms have you done? Just two. Two. Yeah. Um, and did your co-op experiences teach you what sort of field or work environment you wanted to aim for in the future besides the coursework? Um, and is forensic work something you wish to pursue farther in your career? Definitely. Um, yeah, I had an interest in getting into <clears throat> uh, the forensic section and seeing what it kind of had to offer. And um, I haven't fully figured out if I want to go the RCMP forensic route or go to a municipal um, police force and work in their forensics. But I definitely enjoyed like getting into forensics through my co-op has definitely like kind of solidified that that's where I'd like to be. So that was kind of a nice boost in the right direction. Yeah. And I don't know a whole lot about forensics. What's sort of your favorite part about it or what intrigues you about it? I guess that's a broad question, but yeah. Um, I think it's just that we get so many different types of evidence and we kind of are involved, most of the time it's just in the forensic section, it's just um, searching for fingerprints. Um, but we also get to search for other types of evidence. Like I've worked on a few burnt vehicle exams. So where vehicle is just completely torched and uh, we get fully suited up in PPE and um, we look like those crime scene analysts on television and we just get to search through the car kind of archaeology style. So it's nice. It ties into my degree a lot. That is really neat. 
yeah. I'm actually binge watching Bones right now and I don't know if people bring that show up but I haven't watched it since I was a teenager and it's so interesting like I've like I love through four show. seasons already <laughs> yeah no I've binged I've binged that show quite a few times it's kind of the show that got me into like ooh, forensics is cool oh my gosh because I was when I was watching it I was like I wonder if this has started people's careers I'm sure it has because it ran from you know 15 or 20 years ago almost so yeah, oh, yeah. that's really cool yeah TV it was definitely a, yeah it's definitely an influence on my it's not I'm going to tell you right now it's not like television but there's aspects no. That are very similar. There's plenty <laughs> yeah. of things on there where I'm like, I don't think it would move that quickly. There's so much bureaucracy, I'm sure, to get through stuff. Oh, yeah. It takes a little longer than it's shown on television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you're graduating soon. You're graduating this term. And yeah. a lot of students, just like you, are graduating during a pandemic, and including myself as well. Do you have any tips or advice that's worked for you? working and I guess studying while in this these times that have helped you succeed at all? Um, well, for me, I actually, so I was in school last spring and then the pandemic obviously hit, everything was changed to online. Um, and then I actually took the summer and fall off of school um, just cause I wasn't, like I was supposed to go on a field school over the summer to Portugal and that didn't happen. So I was kind of like, I want my last semester to kind of go out with a bang and do some courses that I really like. So I waited till the spring and worked a little bit, but um, I've kind of, I don't know, the pandemic has kind of like grounded me, I guess, a little bit and like what I, what I kind of want out of life. And I'm like, I don't need to get the career job right out of university because for a lot of people that just doesn't happen. It's not reality. So I'm just kind of taking opportunities as they come to kind of be like, all right, I'll, do this and who knows maybe like you know if something pops up that's great and if not right now it's not gonna happen for a lot of people just because of the way the world is so yeah definitely it's not the yeah. time to put too much pressure on ourselves no um, and I was going to ask that was my next question is you know what it's going to be like getting that critical first job out of university during these times and during any time have you learned anything else maybe from your co-ops or the job you're in now about how to get a job right out of university? Um, well, I mean, the co-op really helped me because I've met a lot of people and like networking has kind of been my thing. I just talk to people and I'm like, hey, you got an opportunity for me. I'll do this. Like I'm kind of willing to do whatever. Um, so that's really helped. Networking is definitely like my number one. I got that from my mom because she like instilled that in us in a very young age. She talked to anybody. Um, but uh, yeah, just like taking opportunities and like, even if like I've, the people that I've talked to on my co-op that have like their career jobs now, um, they didn't necessarily start right out of high school with that job, right? They have done so many different things and gone to so many different places and then just kind of ended up in this job and they really love it. So I think it's not like a straight path. It's very yeah. you can go all over the place and then end up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's a good key message, I think, um, during this mm -hmm. turbulent year and any year as well. I understand you presented at the last two forensic symposiums held by the Center for Forensic Research. What was that experience mm -hmm. like for you and your professional development? 
Um, well, this last one was a little different because it was just, um, you just did online posters and then posted them and there was little like discussions under them. So it wasn't really necessarily um, like I had to present in front of a bunch of people, but the first one was like that and I was super nervous. <laughs> um, I've like, I did theater as a kid and like I've done presentations and stuff, but I've, I've always had the nerves um before doing that but it was really cool it was a really cool opportunity because there was a lot of different people in the audience like the coroner service was there and a bunch of like professors and other students and so not only like me presenting but also hearing what other research was being done was really interesting so um and I had been involved with like volunteering for that before too so I don't know, it's just a good opportunity, like any kind of event like that to get involved with is, even if you're just sitting in the audience listening and then you can go talk to people after, like you don't have to present right away kind of thing and then build up to that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really helpful. Yeah, that sounds like a unique experience. Um, and to backtrack to co-op, which is a sort of another work experience type thing, what are some of the highlights? I'm just curious from those experiences, does anything stand out to you, whether it's a professional development thing or just a personal thing? Because some of my favorite co-op experiences were fun workshops or just getting to know coworkers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the whole like social aspect of it was really cool because I was definitely the youngest one in the office or like yeah. the whole building <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> by like 10 years. So it was like, it was really interesting like that way. Like I was totally, involved with everything and they totally like welcomed me and that was really nice to kind of like see a professional environment and it's not so like you know by the book like hoity-toity you know they they have their fun times too mm -hmm. and um yeah and then just like opportunities like I got to do a actually like right when I got my co-op there was a, an FCERT workshop so it's the forensic search and evidence recovery team and so that was like a three-day thing. So now I'm qualified to go. And if there's like, say, um, human remains found somewhere, I'm qualified to go with the team to go and help like excavate and look for, like kind of search that area. So that was really cool. That was kind of one of my things that I was like, yep, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> so awesome. yeah, so just like little things like that, that they brought up and like, I don't know about your work, like spot that you've done with co-ops but uh mine they were always like yeah you should take all the opportunities like they get me involved with so many different moving parts and mm -hmm. they were just really good about that and like getting the experience yeah I had a similar experience I've had some really awesome teams so far including now with the dean's office it's it's good to have mm -hmm. an employer who wants you to learn and wants you to get something out of it and is okay if you jump in and say, hey, I want to get involved with this specific pro project, even if it's not in your portfolio, or get involved with some volunteer initiative that your team is doing, like a clothing drive or something like that. It really enriches the whole experience because you are spending a lot of your life when you're working in these jobs at oh, the yeah. job. So you have to enjoy it too. You should enjoy it yeah. ideally. Um, and that brings us to your current job, which is contract work with the RCMP Forensic Identification yeah. Unit. Can you share what a typical day on the job looks yeah. like? Yeah, so every day is kind of different because 
Um, there's a lot of paperwork involved, obviously. And uh, so sometimes I'm just sitting at my desk doing paperwork or reading articles to kind of like increase my knowledge. Um, but normally I um, receive evidence from investigators which it, it can be a number of things. Um, and like, sometimes we get guns, sometimes it's like plastic bags from drugs. Um, and so we, um, we search, so basically you have to take photos and document everything. So you always carry a notebook with you, writing everything down um, so that you remember years later, if you're called to court or whatever, cause things take a long time. Um, and then we search the evidence using different like fingerprint development methods, depending on the um, like substrate, like if it's a plastic bag, we'll use the um, super or the CA chamber, which is basically just super glue and it attaches chemical reactions and all that. I won't get into it, but um, uh, so yeah, different development methods. And then we search for fingerprints and if we find some great, sometimes we don't. Um, and then you basically just take photos of them and then you send them into BC APHIS, which is the automated fingerprint identification section. And uh, they search it against all the fingerprints that they have. And uh, if you get a hit, then I am not trained to compare um, fingerprints. So I send that off. And from there, yeah, they do a comparison and yeah, so that's like a typical typical day. And then I have a bunch of paperwork to do after I do all that stuff. Um, yeah, but then other days it's like the burnt vehicle exam that I was talking about before. That's like a full day job. Um, you're outside and it's actually a lot of fun. I yeah, really would you say this. that's your favorite part of the job? Getting out Probably. Yeah. yeah, cause it's like outside the lab. And sometimes I'll do, um, I'll go and process a recovered stolen vehicle for prints as well. So that's at a different location. Um, so sometimes you'll have like six vehicles and you just go there and that's a day, day's work. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting stuff. Sometimes it gets a little repetitive, but um, then you have days where new things come in and it's exciting. Have you been working um, completely from home or, or I assume not, but are you in a lab most days or? I can't really work from home because right. um, it has to be a secure yeah. laptop and because it's yeah police work. That so. makes sense. It seems pretty essential. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So my last main question I have has to do with sort of role models. And I understand that one of your professors at SFU, Hugo, was a real mentor for you. And I think typically first year students may be hesitant to interact with their professors or even their TAs. Can you share how connecting with that professor benefited your career path? Yeah, um, for sure. I, uh, so yeah, when I got in first year, I was super nervous to talk to anybody because it's like these big professor people, you kind of put them on a pedestal. Um, but um, when I, I think it was end of my first year, beginning of my second year, I emailed a couple professors in the archaeology department because I was like, these guys look like they have the same interests as me. And so I want to see if I can just sit down and talk to them, right? Like have the coffee and ask them questions. And so I had emailed Hugo Cardoso and he got back to me and I set up a meeting with him. 
And basically I just had like a list of questions and he was super happy to talk to me. I think most professors are if you kind of initiate that. Um, and my like main question kind of at the end um, that kind of helped me get my co-op position was basically like, do you know of any other opportunities or any other people that I can kind of talk to next? And um, so it didn't just stop at him. And so he ended up getting me in contact with um, the staff sergeant of the forensic section, um, the federal forensic section. And she kind of, we emailed and talked on the phone back and forth for like a year or so. And uh, eventually she's like, hey, do you want to do a co-op here? Like, we've never really had a co-op student. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> and so she, so I kind of created my own co-op. We kind of worked together to create the position um, and do all that. And it was all because I kind of, I spoke to Hugo and he got me in contact with her. And um, I think if you just, if you're just, if you show interest and you have questions and you just go talk to somebody and then you kind of end with like, who else can I talk to, to kind of further my knowledge and see who else is out there um, is really important. I think it, like for me, networking has been everything. Like even my current contract, if I hadn't really talked to people or met other people in the lower mainland in the other forensic sections I wouldn't they wouldn't have known me and then they wouldn't have been like oh we should hire her like she's great so I think yeah that's just it's even though it's daunting to talk to a professor first year even second year even sometimes third year it's <laughs> it's uh once you get in it's like you're in and if you show interest and whatnot they're more than willing to help out and talk to you yeah, that's really great advice. And I have not heard that point made before to ask who's next. Don't just leave it at that conversation. You can have an inter informational interview with 10 people, but it may not connect to each other. So yeah, asking who's next, who do you know, who's relevant to yeah. you? Because they, as a professor, may understand what may suit you as a student because they understand students and they also understand their field too in a professional mm -hmm. way. So yeah, that's yeah. a great piece of advice. It was really great to hear your story and it's always fun to connect with alum or not alumni, but uh, connect with students and alumni. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for taking time out of your day to give back yeah. to SFU students. For sure. <laughs> thanks cool. for having me.